Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Trey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Trey, we are a week out from Razorback yep. football. What was the mood today on the hill? <laughs> I don't know. I played golf today last last boy. last Friday probably before I you know before I'd be able to bury my golf club. So um, I got out and played a little golf today. Enjoyed my Friday. Going to spend the weekend with the family. Maybe go to the farmers market and just kind of relax a little bit because. Once Monday gets here, it is all go on football every single day until November 29th, and then some after that with bowl practices and all that. So, um, you know, there people keep asking me what I think this year. Everybody's trying to trying to know if they should bet the over, <laughs> and I tell them don't gamble. But if it's seven and a half, then I love the over. I love them to win more than seven and a half games. So. That's where I'm at right now. I think this team's probably maybe even a little bit better than the coaches had anticipated, just mainly because the wide receivers have been so much better. And we'll see what happens with yep. Jaden Hazelwood. I think he'll probably be back. If not Monday, usually that's about a seven-day deal from what we heard here on what the injury is. It's usually like a seven-day deal. So we're thinking probably um, Monday he'll get back and then don't know what the deal is with Brady Latham but Pittman says he could probably practice right now uh, if they needed him to they're just going to wait a little bit so it'll be full go they started full go on uh, they broke off into scout teams and everything uh, Thursday um, obviously Taylor Lewis entered the transfer portal I probably didn't like seeing his name on the scout team I don't know exactly um, I thought it was pretty interesting how Pittman, you know, Pittman was asked about players entering the transfer portal so late. He yeah. basically said, get to stepping. You know, if you, if you don't like it here, <laughs> That's then maybe it's, it's not for, for baby. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that answer. Uh, obviously, he'd probably like to have those scholarships, though, because he just, he just loses them for the year or for the semester. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and probably would like to have some more scout team defensive tackles. But, oh, well, if you don't like it here, then get to stepping, I guess. All right, I've got one for you, Trey, from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Hogman says, did Sam say he planned, to, planned Nico Davier at defensive end or inside at his current weight? Said, Both. I I'm also expect Cam Ball to produce, and he agrees with me on Isaiah Satania. <laughs> I'm, I'm his NIL agent, Isaiah Satania. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Cam Ball has, you know, it's been a little quiet. He had a little bit of an injury there, but I would expect him to have a solid season for him, play quite a bit. Nico is going to be one of those guys that plays inside outside, kind of in a similar role as Eric Gregory, where you see him as a three four, excuse me, a three two six defensive end and a four two five defensive tackle. Although, eventually, I got to believe that Nico is probably going to grow into a defensive tackle. I, I mentioned the statistic probably several times on this show. I know. Uh, just about if you're 265, you know, in high school and listed as a defensive end, you almost always grow into a defensive tackle. So I would expect that to probably happen at some point. But he's pretty athletic for a guy that's 270, 280 right now. Um, 
but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got. Usually at this time of the year on hogsports.com, you normally have uh, an article predicting, projecting, however you want to say it, on those freshmen that you expect to play this year. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to do, Trey, I'm going to give you, you know, until Monday or next week is <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of time. Or next week. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about it. Uh, but that is who you think is going to play as a true freshman. And I'd like for you to take it one step further this year is kind of predict or project how many snaps that you think that freshman will participate in each game. Uh, we know there's still the four-game window in which you can play. A freshman can play and not lose this year. They can redshirt. So I'd like for you to uh, just kind of take a look at it next week and uh, probably Monday would be a good day for that. Yeah. And, well, um, I think there's an opportunity to play all of them. I could probably just give you a, an idea before giving you an exact snap count, Randy. You really want a lot of work here on my weekend <laughs> leading up to Monday. I thought I had the hay in the barn. All the articles written for Monday. See, projections I, and all this stuff, and Randy gives though? me something for my last weekend. Is, is, it, is, it, is it that something you do every year, correct? Um, I don't know if – I don't remember. I guess it just, just, just kind of hits me, yeah. I'll go, I've gone back and looked to make sure, you know, we're not leaving anything out on, you know, last year's articles and what we would normally do. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Uh, I obviously think Nico is going to play. Um, Jordan Crook, I think, will play. Um, and by play, I mean burn their red shirts. Um, and the defensive secondary, I don't know that I would expect anybody to burn it. Um, offensive line, there's a chance, it seems like, with Patrick Kudis, but I bet they try to redshirt all those guys, maybe play them different points in the season, four games. Um, wide receiver, Satania, I think he'll be the only one. Well, McAdoo. McAdoo. McAdoo yeah. could end up playing, yeah. I think he could end up, and then Tyrus Washington would be the other. I think that'll be it, though. Oh, Dominion. And I, and I was Dominion. Yeah. And I and I obviously was going to say that you have to exclude special teams. That, that doesn't get to count. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Eli Stein on special teams is going to play. Obviously, yeah, he's the he, starter. They've there. already named him the starter at long snapper. Yep. Trey, are they still cross-training the receivers to play inside and out? They are with Keytron just because Hazelwood has been out. You know, they want to make right. sure when it comes down to it, if, if something happened, you know, like that, what's what's their best look? Or if they don't have Hazelwood, what's their best look? And it's obviously having Keytron, Warren Thompson, and Matt Landers in the game. So if somebody's got to play the slot, and that would be Keytron. Gotcha. Give me a logical choice. Yeah. I am, so. I am guessing you're talking about concussion protocol is what you're talking they about. They haven't. But they haven't specified what the injury right. is right yeah. but that sure sounds like it so I, i'm hoping that uh that is something that uh is going to be behind him uh, yeah. rather quickly uh this from our asher record service company live fan feedback paul says any updates today about dominic johnson practice has has he taken any hits in pads yet maybe from the scout team yeah, I've kept a watchful eye on Dominic Johnson. Uh, surprised how he just jumped right back in. I, the best sign was that he practiced on Tuesday. That means there's not swelling in the knee. If there was swelling, he wouldn't have been out there, and he was out there every day doing individual work. So 
for those who don't know what individual is, that's just drills and stuff. They'll lay down dummies and, you know, call a play out and, you know, you got to make a cut or, you know, they have different things, you know, different different type drills to, to simulate, um, you know, what you'd be doing in a game. And he's been doing that. He hasn't been doing any team stuff. The plan right now, as of yesterday, so I'm talking to Coach Pittman, was to let him get in with the scouts and take a couple of licks on Monday. Okay, so depending on how he does with that could determine whether or not he plays on Saturday. I think that there's a, a based on how he has looked to me, I don't see him limping at all. I don't see him favoring the leg. He looks like he's moving fast. He does have a brace on his right knee. Um, but aside from probably needing to lose about 10 pounds, he looks pretty dang good to me for a guy that hasn't practiced, you know, missed 29 straight practices with them all spring and all fall camp. So he looks pretty good to me. I think that we might see him get just a couple of carries in that Cincinnati game, maybe knock the rust off a little bit, and then have him a little more featured in the game plan for uh, for South Carolina. That's what I hope would happen. Uh, but if, if he doesn't play South Carolina, then I would be surprised if, you know, they may hold him against Missouri State, depending on how they feel about that game, um, and then, you know, hold him for the next game. Um, but I think he's going to be ready by South Carolina. Also from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Chubby says, guys, I'm trying my best to remain unbiased, but this team has been more excited than I've been since Petrino's last season. Uh, everywhere I look, I see quality depth and size and speed. Trey, how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I don't want him to act like he wasn't excited heading into 2012 either. <laughs> we all right, yeah. right. We <laughs> Top all were. ten team that year too. Um, man, I'm I'm trying to pull back from predicting him to win ten games. Like I want to, and I'm trying to do the same. Like don't don't get too excited. You know something because you look at this team right now, and you're like, man, they look really good. But you had to factor in, you know, not everybody's making it to the end of the season. You know, on this team, you're going to lose players to injury. You're going to lose players to season-ending injuries. It's going to happen. It's an unfortunate part of the game, but it happens. And, you know, you don't need it to happen at places where you're a little more thin. And, you know, you also have to factor in there may be a game where Arkansas doesn't show up like you think they will. Now, I look at the schedule. I lay it out in front of you, and I say, okay, they are better than – I think they're better than – personnel-wise, coaching and all that stuff. I think they're a better team than Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State. I think they're a better team than BYU. I'll say BYU. I'll throw that a toss-up because it's on the road in a weird place. So you factor that in. Um, I think they're a better team than LSU, Auburn, Missouri, and Ole Miss. I think there's one other I'm missing there. Somebody I'm missing. A&M. No, I didn't say A&M. Okay. Yeah, so you had well, I'm just throwing names out. Mississippi State, Alabama, A&M. No, not Mississippi State. Say. Yeah. Mississippi State's on the road. i got to factor that in. Right. Uh, I still think they're a better team than Auburn on the road. But So, basically, to me, there are, you know, four games that are – I think Alabama will beat them. Okay. Now, 
they may beat Alabama. I'm just saying it's been a long time since they've beaten them. Alabama's Alabama was kind of rebuilding last year. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, um, I'm not saying they don't have a shot to beat Alabama, but, but you'd obviously say Alabama's a better team, right? So Alabama, okay, and then it comes down to Texas A&M, BYU, and uh, Mississippi State on the road. You know, those those kind of are the toss-up games. That's kind of how I feel about it. All of so, those are in a row, right? All that all that's jumbled up together. Yep. Yep. So that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like they are better than eight of the teams on their schedule. That doesn't always mean they'll win, but I think even when you factor in, you know, going on the road to Auburn, you know, I still think that they'll have a better team and a better chance at winning. Uh, just from everything that Auburn's been through, quarterback situation. Same with Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss is in Fayetteville, but they lost a lot. Quarterback situations unsettled. Now, things may change. Jackson Dart may come out and be a superstar. But right now, you know, that's all we can kind of go on. So I look at those four games, and that's going to be, I think, what determines whether Arkansas, you know, is a 10-win team or a 8- or 9-win team. Uh, Eric Musselman may be the king of the transfer portal, but Lane Kiffin is the king of the transfer portal when it comes to football. Yeah. And uh, I think they are over 20, if I remember correctly, 20 plus. 17. 17. 17. Yeah, it was right okay. under. Right yeah. under. Okay. 17 right. and 16 high school recruits, which are like, <laughs> I think that's like 39% of your roster. Yeah. Wow. All right, Trey, this is a long one from our Asher Record Service Company live feedback from Larry. It says, Trey, Cincinnati comes in with one of the top offensive lines in the country. You yeah. have a couple of studs at tight end, great linebackers, great wide receivers, and a pretty good running back that's also dynamic in the return game. And they led the nation in block punts and field goals last year. I think that this is a game that comes down to special teams and penalties. How is Pittman preparing them in practice to limit the number of penalties come game time? You know how many times I brought up the way the first game was last year, Pittman and other coaches, <laughs> several times. Like, you know, there were 13 penalties in that first game. You remember fumbling the opening kickoff of the season? <laughs> you know, I talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all the just all the penalties that, that happened. A lot of them were on defense, big penalties, um, you know, targeting-type penal- penalties. So – Obviously, you got to come out cleaner. You can't. You can't just do that against a team like Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a good team, and I don't mean to say like just you know blanket statement they're better than this team, this team, this team. Because Cincinnati's going to come in, you know, guns blazing, healthy. The thing that, the thing, where I think maybe separates. I don't know a whole lot about their special teams, but I know Arkansas special teams are good. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd probably take Cam Little. I know that Max Fletcher's brother is their punter. Um, so, to me, with Cincinnati, what it comes down to is the quarterback situation. So, hello? No, we're just in, okay. we're, went we're dodging traffic. So, okay, the, uh, the, the ambient noise just disappeared, and I was like, okay, I'm all alone. Um, but to me, what it kind of comes down to is the quarterback situation. And, um, you know, right now, I would say Ben Bryant, based on what I'm hearing, is probably – you know, probably has the edge over Evan Prater um, for the simple reason he's a senior. You know, he's, he threw for over 3,000 yards, 
3,100 yards and 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's kind of a weird touchdown-interception ratio. But what they what I hear is, you know, they really like the way he deals the ball. Um, he's not as athletic as Prater. But I also think that maybe they could be making a mistake on that, you know, because, like, they, you know, coaches talk about K.J. Jefferson. They didn't quite know what they had in him in terms of his how dynamic he was as a runner. Prater was the number 46-ranked prospect in the country on 24-7 sports coming out of high school. 6'4", 200, people compared him to Colin Kaepernick. So, you know, he's a guy that has a lot of ability. Um, Bryant is, you know, more of a a distributor. He can run too, but not anything like Prater. But he's more of a distributor um, and and very accurate. And he started the Memphis game for them, I think, in 2019 and had a rushing touchdown to make it 27-24. Memphis went down and scored, and he threw an interception at the end of the game. Um, I wonder, though, about that situation, how they're going to handle it. And I'll tell you this, what I know about quarterback situations. And we can go back. Anytime there's been a real 1A, 1B quarterback competition, it seems like they've gotten it wrong in camp. It's, I mean, going back to, like, the day Robert Reed jumped out in front of Barry Lunny, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, you can go, you can go way back. It, uh, Robert Johnson, uh, you know, coming out ahead of Mitch Mustaine. Oh. Um, yeah, Pete, uh, well, Pete Burks, Pete Burks made it pretty much he the whole season. Bridge. Really that LSU yeah. game at the end where Starner kind of took over and said, hey, I'm the yeah. guy now. Um, but, yeah, whenever there's been a 1A, 1B, I mean, think about think about uh, Zach Clark, uh, that, that UNLV year. Oh, one. You know, he came yep. out, and then it's like um, Tavares Jackson's in, Ryan yeah, Sorehan's in, Sorehan's Sorehan started the next Gerald couple of games. <laughs> Matt Jones wasn't even factored into the equation. So you can do all you want. You know, they go to this camp called Camp Higher Ground. It's at this retreat in Indiana about 30 miles from Cincinnati. And they kind of lock it down and, you know, just kind of bond and all that stuff and figure out the quarterback competition, I guess. But from my experience, I mean, go back to, you know, Cole Kelly starting the opener, you know, in 2018. And then Ty Story ended up starting for a long stretch after that. Um, you know, Ben Hicks starting, and then Nick Starkle, and then, you know, the last three games, you had three different starters at quarterback. Those are probably <laughs> bad examples because that was just disastrous coaching, But and Luke Fickle's a really good coach. But there are so many examples of, you know, you think you made a choice in camp, you have all this battle and stuff, and you get to the game, and that's where it's really decided. So they'll probably decide what they're going to do at quarterback, you know, in that first game, and I would expect to play them both, and I think that'll probably be – I think that's a negative for them that they have to go through that, and Arkansas is more established with K.J. Jefferson. Let's check in with uh, Todd. Todd, good afternoon. Welcome to our Ortho Arkansas Football Kickoff Classic. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. I uh, hope all you guys are doing well, especially Trey. Hey, I've got a question. You had talked about a three-three-five. Yes. Uh, do you think with this offense, that's mostly what we'll go with, or be a four-two-five, or and, well, and I've got two questions. So uh, your first question, who are I think the second? Pr- okay, go ahead. Who are the you, second you three me. linebackers? The next three linebackers. The next. Yes, sir. The next two are probably thank you, Todd. So, I think they'll go. I think we'll see mostly a three-two-six, okay. But I think we'll see a lot more four-two-five than we saw last year. And I think, and we're also going to see a good bit of that three-three-five, okay, with you know Drew Sanders down close to the line of scrimmage. I don't know that they 
will do that with any other player other than Drew Sanders. Okay, just because he's so good at pass rushing, he you know was an edge guy at Alabama. So I think that'll be kind of exclusive to him. Um, but I think mostly three two six is what you'll see. The next three linebackers after well, if you say if you want to go with the three three five, then you know you got Chris Paul in there also with Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool. So then you'd have Jackson Woodard, you'd have Jordan Crook, and that third one maybe Manny Powell. Probably be the third one. Or Caden Henley. Great. Enjoy your weekend. We yep. will talk with you on Monday. That is Trey Biddy of Hawks. Sports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.